this is Jenna. And this is Cameron. Welcome back to our second episode of Coffee and a Convo podcast. Today I am drinking a drip coffee from Cafea and it has a little bit of honey and steamed almond milk in it that I had a coworker stop by and bring me a coffee today at work. So that was a nice surprise. Um, I am drinking a pumpkin spice latte because I'm basic and me and Serena went to Starbucks this morning and got it. I drink my pumpkin spice latte with an extra shot of espresso in it and skim milk. Usually I go for like almond milk or coconut milk when I'm drinking a latte, but something about the pumpkin spice latte, man, I need the skim milk. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why, because usually I don't really like to drink dairy, but in that PSL, man, it's got to be the skim milk. Hmm. I haven't had a pumpkin spice yet <clears throat> for the fall season. That was actually my first one. Well, I've had a couple of the like cold foam brews, you know, the cold foam pumpkin spice things. Okay, I've heard And those, those are, are pretty magical. I've heard they're so good. But I like the like OG pumpkin spice latte. And then I always have to put the extra shot in it because otherwise it's too si- like sickly sweet for me right, personally. Right, At the coffee shop I work at, we do like one to two shots more espresso than um, Starbucks does. So I mm. so I like our drinks. So when I go to like a Starbucks or Caribou, I have to like ask for half the syrup or double the shots. Yep. So that's what I always do too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, good to know. All right, well, well, let's get into this episode. So today we are actually talking about how I'm happy that I got married young and Jenna's happy that she's still single at 21. Yeah, so um, I guess I'm just going to start off today just kind of talking about where I'm at in life and I think the biggest thing that we kind of got into a conversation about this a while ago is that um, the trend almost as being in your 20-somethings, early 20s, mid-20s, whatever, just your 20s in general is the casual dating scene between, you know, Tinder and Bumble and just the social media age, there's just a lot of casual dating out there. You go out, you have flings, even casual hookups, whatever, and that's just the normal. So I think that we kind of have an interesting perspective on me being single in my early 20s and you being married in your early 20s, just that is kind of two opposite sides of the spectrum instead of that middle ground that everyone else seems to be in. Anyway, um, so yeah, fun fact about me, I am 21 and I have never had a boyfriend. Um, Even crazier, I'm actually happy being single, which I feel, just to start off, I feel is interesting. I mean, obviously I have days where I'm not 100% content with being single. I'm like, oh my gosh, just someone come over here, cuddle me, let's go out on a date, (laughs) let's do something fun, whatever. But for the most part, I feel like I've reached a point in my life where I'm really content with just being me, doing my thing, and not having to worry about anyone else. Um... Which is awesome. Right. I think so. Yeah, I mean, it's taken a while to get here. Don't get me wrong. There were some times in there where I was like, this is not cool. I'm done with it. Mm -hmm. But um, for the most part, I feel like I'm pretty content with where I'm at in life. Which I think is weird because I... Well, not necessarily weird, but um, I think it's it's a little different because in today's society, I feel like almost if you don't... If you aren't in some kind of relationship... It's like, oh, you have commitment issues, you have trust issues, there's there's something inherently wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel mm-hmm. like, not always, but I feel like more often than not, you're kind of put into that category. And maybe that's kind of stuck in my mind because there was this time, oh, I might have been 18 or so, and a group of friends were all gathered around, and um, it was at our church camp out, actually. And um, there was a newcomer, don't remember who it was, but we were all sitting around the fire, and I said something about... Um, Oh my gosh, we were playing Never Have I Ever. Yep, it was definitely quite a while ago. I do not remember. Around high school, yeah. It was when we were learning to play Cheers Governor. Oh. Yeah. With Shane the South African. Yeah, with Shane the South African. Anyway, there's a bunch of people around. Shane, if you're listening to this, Cheers Governor. Cheers Governor. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, and it was, we were playing Never Have I Ever. I'm like, oh my gosh, Never Have I Ever had a boyfriend. It's always one that I come out with because, I mean, you can really get a lot of people to get out on that I mean, one, like right? everyone, right? right? Like, everyone. I'm like, never have I ever, you know, been in a relationship. And I remember, I can't remember who it was in the group, but someone goes, wow, commitment issues much? Because me, being a lady, you know, like, 18 or whatever, it was just absolutely ridiculous and unheard of that I didn't have a boyfriend. So, I don't know. I think society, in that way, is, like, 
you have to have a boyfriend. If you don't, there's something wrong with you. Mm -hmm. Or you have to have a significant other. If you don't, like, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, so, um, I definitely wasn't always happy with being single. Um, I feel like there was, well, pretty much through all of high school, I kind of felt almost left out and cheated out of this huge part of high school, um, a big milestone that everyone was passing that I was just like, okay, yep, nope, not part of that game. But, um... I felt like I was like, like, why am I not going on dates on the weekends and going to football games and wearing a cute boy's jersey and like all this stuff that everyone else was doing. I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I just, I want a boyfriend so bad. I just remember that want so much in high school. Um, and then I saw everyone around me doing this and I just had some serious FOMO. And then of course you toss in there like books and movies and music that's all about falling in love. And then of course growing up with 20 different country stations around you on the radio. It's all the country songs or a dreamy boy who drives a big truck and, you know, going out dancing on a Saturday night and all this stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh, why is that not me? Um, but looking back, um, I am definitely very, very thankful that I didn't have the chance to be in a relationship at that young of an age. Cause I think that where I was at in my life at that time, I definitely would have poured myself into a guy um, in an unhealthy way. I would have found all of my worth and identity and just sense of self in somebody else have I been given the chance, which I don't think is um, good or healthy at all whatsoever. I definitely would be a completely different person at this point in time. Um, and yeah, I was just, I was very into, I was really insecure with my looks, first of all, because I'm like, oh my gosh, obviously if no boy's interested in me, that has to mean I'm not pretty. And, um, which is just not a good way of thinking whatsoever. You are beautiful no matter what anyone thinks of you. God made you that way. He made you with the looks you have and whatever you don't have and whatever <laughs> you have going on for a very specific reason. Um, and... Then even as time went on and I kind of got more secure in my looks, I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, I got some stuff going on, you know, I got some pretty good looks, I think I'm pretty, <laughs> you know, my hair looks nice this way, whatever, I kind of learned how to do my makeup, actually match my foundation to my skin tone, all that stuff you kind of learn on the tail end of high school, I was like, all right, yeah, I got some <laughs> stuff going on, and all of a sudden, nobody was interested in me, and I'm like, okay. So clearly it's not my looks, because I'm hot stuff. I'm drop-dead gorgeous. Drop-dead gorgeous. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was just kidding. But I got to a point where I wasn't, like, super insecure with my right. looks anymore. Kind of got out of that awkward okay, which, beginning of high school stage, which everyone goes through. Yeah, but also, like, I do feel like it's kind of taboo to be like, yeah, I look good. Like, you should feel good about yourself. Right. And I feel like sometimes people, like feel vain by saying oh I look good today or I like the way I look like that is okay to like the way you yeah, look yeah and it's not narcissistic you know? whatsoever no. either I think it's okay to look in the mirror and be like wow you God did some good work yeah you know you are beautiful yeah I mean I feel like it's almost just as like obviously not narcissistic like talking stuff up like oh I'm you know hot stuff I'm right. the most beautiful thing this world has ever seen but it's just <laughs> honestly to me I think we need to get more on a way of think a wave of thinking that's like okay you look at oh that beautiful sunset or that beautiful bed of flowers you're like wow that's gorgeous like god did some good work here and look at yourself in the mirror and think the same thing right exactly um anyway so but i do feel like i got to that point in my life whether it was through you know good grace of god what are you doing oh sorry oh my <laughs> gosh i'm fidgeting i'm the worst fidgeter but um whether it's what are you doing? Why are you touching my hand? <laughs> Why are you touching my hand? I'm like, welcome, Adele Paula. Oh. Um, no, anyway, I don't know. Obviously, God played a role in that, and I think my family played a huge role in that, and even some friends played a huge role in that. Guy and girlfriends alike, they're like, oh my gosh, you're beautiful. That's not it, blah, 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 blah. And, um, and so then as time went on, I was kind of like, okay, so not my looks. And then all of a sudden, those lies start creeping in your head. And it's like, okay, so if it's not your looks, clearly you have a trash personality. Like, I mean, <laughs> like garbage. I mean, right. I mean, seriously though, because that's where that's where my mind was at. Yeah, where I was like, right. okay, mm -hmm. you're not funny. You're not clever. You're annoying. Like, go lock yourself in your room and never see the light of day because you're not fun to be around. Like, okay, that's a little dramatic. So it's a little funny. dramatic, but honestly, because everyone around me was doing this thing. 
and I was getting no attention. That's how you started to feel. That's kind of how I started mm-hmm. to feel. And yeah. it's hard to kind of block those feelings out in a way. And then as time went on, and obviously you have, I mean, I had a really strong, you know, church family. I had a really strong friend group. I have a really strong family, like support from all that. So it was easy to kind of say no to all of that in a way. Like to the lies, you mean? To, like, yeah, say no to the lies. Be like, nope, that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. And to kind of snuff out the insecurities in mm-hmm. a way. But every once in a while, they still kind of crept back up. I mean, it's just kind of impossible to not, I feel. I mean, yeah. it's just, you know, insecurities. Everyone, everyone has, has them. Yeah. But anyway, and then after a while, everyone was like, okay, it's not your looks. It's not your personality. It's because you're in small town Midwest South Dakota. <laughs> and you have to realize that the like ongoing theme here it was never that it was like it's okay to just be single it's there's a reason why you're not mm-hmm. why you're mm-hmm. single you know it's not ne- it was never it was never like dude it's fine it's fine yeah. like you don't have to have someone it was always there was a reason mm-hmm. there was a reason it wasn't because you weren't pretty enough it wasn't because you were it was because you're in small town south dakota so i'm like okay yeah sure fair enough imagine my surprise when I took my package, international, <laughs> and came back after six months, still empty-handed. I was like, all right, so clearly not small town South Dakota. And... Clearly the EU doesn't want you. Yeah, the okay. EU is not interested. Like, nope, okay. Not a single country. Not a single country. Yeah, seriously, I'm like, 11 countries later, nope. Still single. Still single. And it's oh. fine. It's fine. And I, I don't know, I almost... I kind of, like, kept on telling myself, like, you, you know, you almost, when you, I don't know, at least for me, when I noticed kind of harmful, like, brain, like, thinking patterns, I'm like, nope, like, shut that down. Which is really good. They say that whenever you have anything, like, right, like, that you're supposed to shut it down, put it in a box, and throw the box in the garbage. In the garbage. Who was that teacher back in, there was that teacher back in school that made you, like, throw your attitude in In the the trash? Oh my gosh, I don't remember who that was. Oh, I don't know either, but I have a vague memory. But anyway, sorry, off topic. (laughs) But I, I kind of was always like, no, like, you, you don't need a man, you don't need a boyfriend, you have plenty of friends, your life is beautiful, your life is good, all this stuff, you are complete without one, and kind of just continuously told myself things. But there was always still that little part of me in the back of my head. I was like, dude, it would be really nice to have a somebody. It would be really, really nice. And um, I think, and I was almost just kind of like I was not lying to myself, but in a way just trying to convince myself that I was happy where I was at when I think if I was being 100% honest with myself, I was not happy being single whatsoever for um, a long time. But um, looking back now, I am still very thankful that I have remained single up until this point because it, um, after Europe, after the summer after Europe, um, actually when I moved to Sioux Falls, I was obviously starting off, you know, on a new, on a new leaf in life, on a new adventure, um, new in town. I knew some people, but I didn't really have any close friends who were close to me. And the friends I did have who were close-ish, and I'm talking like, like lived closely, like were, mm. was in an hour long drive, not like closely, like relationship wise. But, um, you know, I had some friends in Brookings, Cameron and Megan and good friend group, but they were off doing like starting college and everybody was so busy. And even Serena, she was so busy. It seemed like our schedules were polar opposites. So I went through this season of my life where I had a lot and a lot and a lot of alone time where I just kind of did nothing. And I was like, okay. And I picked up a few hobbies. I have since then started like crocheting. I've gotten really into <laughs> photography and I binged a lot of Netflix. Oh, you even crocheted. This wasn't, this wasn't when you were lonely, but you just recently yeah, crocheted just recently. me a little, what's it called? Produce bag. A produce a bag. Produce it bag. is yeah. so cute, you guys. Crocheted that blanket in the corner. Oh my gosh. It is that, the like, cutest. That like black blanket. I like, go to Walmart or Hy-Vee now and I put like all my produce in this bag and I feel like like a model walking through the like promoter section. It's like a purse for the grocery store. And what's really nice is, here we go, I'm just going to promote, promote my little crocheting side business, my little Etsy business, but <laughs> it is made with 100% USA grown cotton. So it is environmentally friendly. It is not, um, it's not, you know, 
given jobs to some, you know, underpaid people in a third world country. It's all grown locally in the U.S. And then it's also good for the environment because it is not a synthetic made fiber that is going to release microplastics into your wash. Which you will later consume and die. Yeah, pretty much. Short story. I mean, we'll do another podcast on that. We're going to do a whole podcast on sustainability, folks. But a little side note on that. Anyway... (laughs) <laughs> Picked up a few hobbies, started scrapbooking a little bit. Um, luckily, I had um, made of honor things to do for Cameron's wedding, kept me oh, kind of yeah. busy. But when it, it kind of came down to it at the end of the day, I was in this place of bunches and bunches of alone time where it was just me sitting there with my thoughts. And I kind of, I kind of came to this point in my life where I was like, okay, you can either sit here and drown in a little puddle of self-pity or you can be okay with who you are and be okay with being alone and if it was just you and Jesus on a deserted island that's all you need in life because and then that kind of even almost forced me to realize that not only was would I have put my identity and sense of self and um worth into a man have I been given the chance but I have all I had also up until this point been putting my identity and you know security and stuff in other relationships around me too in my friendships even you know in how my mom treated me that past fall when we worked together and got really close just I had been putting my identity in all of these very fragile things because we're humans Everyone is human. Everyone's going to make mistakes. Everyone's going to fall down. Everyone's going to mistreat you. Whether, you know, it's, it's somebody that you've known for two minutes or it's someone that you've known for 20 years. And that even goes for like your husband, you know, or your future someone. So you were just learning, you're learning good skills that are going to prepare you for your future um, marriage. Yeah. Um, um, so really finding your worth in anyone will always leave you feeling less than what you are. Because, I mean, people are imperfect and they will mistreat you at some point, no matter how much they love you. No matter if it's a six-month-long fling or if it's a 10-year-long relationship, people are flawed, they're going to mess up, and there is grace for that. There will always be grace for that. There will always be forgiveness. But until you place your worth and identity in something unwavering and truly solid, you'll always find yourself wrestling with that self-doubt and insecurity on honestly like a minute to minute basis it was for me mm-hmm. it was always kind of just like like stop overthinking everything stop being insecure like it was it was a had to be on a constant loop in the back of my head to just it was it was just I felt like it was a constant constant battle instead of just a few flare-ups here and there that I feel like normal people deal with yeah. I don't know no yeah um don't like I said don't get me wrong you're going to be dealing with those things anyway. But I feel like the difference for me now is that I have a very solid, unmoving foundation to fall back on instead of the flawed point of view and opinion of, you know, someone else. Whether mm-hmm. that someone else, like I said, would have been a guy that I would have poured everything into or even um, friendships or relationships with my family members or whatever. Anyway, so not only am I sing- am I glad that I have remained single to date because my worth and identity is in something so much stronger and stable now, but also because it has made my standards so much higher than I have ever had them set. Um, so yeah, my standards I feel in the past, I mean, I feel like I'm just repeating myself now, but would have definitely landed me in some less than ideal situations. And not, and I was even telling Cameron this last night when we were talking, but not even necessarily bad situations. Just situations that I would not want to see myself in now or see myself end up in in like the long run, you know? And those same situations are going to be perfect for somebody else. Right. You know, like settling down in, you know, the Midwest small town somewhere or A, B, and C, you know, something like that is going to be perfect for someone else, but it's definitely not where I want to see myself and it's definitely not where my heart is. And I'm so thankful that I had the big man upstairs looking out for me like, no, the youth may think you want this now, but five years down the road, this is not going to be what's best for you. I always say 
yeah, you know, you're gonna say it. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say it. It wasn't. It wasn't gonna be God's best. I feel like there is good roads in life, and there's good things, but it's never. But until you just put all of your trust and hope in to God and who He is, you're never gonna end up with truly what's God's best. Anyway, so I'm really thankful in that regard because I feel like it's raised my standards quite a bit. And honestly, for I said a lot of those situations that I could have ended up in had it not been for my slowly evolving higher standards. Um, even when I was an insecure mess, I still felt like I had at least somewhat of a grasp on some higher standards. But um, but not even just the not so bad ones or not ideal ones, but also the plain flat out like this would have been bad it would have been bad for anyone like thank god I didn't I wasn't given the opportunity to fall into some of the things that I thought were just like perfect at the time being so I'm really glad that I have remained single for that reason for sure um for 21 years for 21 long years um anyway yeah, so now where I'm at in life, I definitely know that I have the confidence and security to turn away anyone who is not going to treat me like a queen. And I feel like that's also narcissistic to say, like, I deserve the best, blah, 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 blah. But, and I'm not saying that I, right now, I'm like, like I'm waiting for Mr. Perfect, but I'm waiting, like I said, for God's best. I'm like, right. I believe that he will bring someone to me in his time. And I have the, you know, security in who I am and in my identity and in just who I am as a person. I have that confidence to wait. I don't know. And I don't know. I think that's, I think that's pretty good. I definitely, it's definitely new for me. I'm not going to say that I've been like, I've been you know, doing great for so long. Like, no, it's definitely a recent thing. I would say probably within the last, I don't know, kind of eight months, I've kind of come into this way of thinking. But, um, yeah. Exciting to see what comes next. Then, yeah, it is you know? kind of exciting because because it's it's interesting to sit here and just be okay with being me and not be, and not just be alone because I'm forced to be alone, but okay because okay with being alone and choosing it which you know there's a difference between like being forced into something because you have no other options and choosing it and sitting here being like no I'm okay and I've chosen it and it's almost it's almost more empowering that way too and I feel like you get to learn more about yourself once you become okay with it because once you're okay with it then you go out of your comfort zone and you go do those things that you want to do right like I honestly think that it is so important to be able to like go out to eat or go on a walk right. or go shopping by yourself. Right. You know? So right. um I actually struggled when I first started coming to Sioux Falls with like all the alone time it was. Cause I was so used, especially in Europe, I was with Brady 24-7. Right. So it was really interesting, like the drive and then like, even the drive being alone was like weird. And now I'm so used right. to it. But like yesterday I went to the arts festival in Sioux Falls. Um Jenna was working. And I went to it all by myself, and I walked around to every table and got as many free samples as I could, I and I spent quite a bit of time there, and then I, like, popped in a few shops, and, like, right. and that kind of stuff, like, I told Brady I did that, and he's like, oh, did you do that by yourself? And I was like, yeah. Right. Like, honestly, like, when, you, I mean, maybe that's normal for some people, but when you're married and all that stuff, and you're used to right. having someone with you all the time, it has actually been, like, a learning experience for me. Right. Like, learning to like to do those things by myself. Right. Which and like I, I said, do it doesn't now. even necessarily yeah. have to be, like... For me, like, a significant other, like, I've been single, blah, 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 blah. But even just going through a time in my life where I didn't have a lot of close friends near me. Right, yeah. Was, I don't know, I feel a super critical season in my life of just... Which, obviously, mine was nothing, like... I'm, like, not trying to compare that with you. Like, you... No, 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 that's not what I meant. Right, yeah. I was just trying to say that even, like, those moments, it's important to be okay with being with yourself. Right, yeah, for sure. But, yeah, I am definitely so glad that I went through the learning experience that I did. Because we're, to sum everything up, where I was before in my life, had been given the option, had been given the opportunity, I would have poured everything into somebody else. And I think we've probably all seen that happen with, like, people we know or, like, right. just acquaintance, acquaintances. <laughs> right. And just seen that, like, that's, it's not a good ending. Right. You know? Yeah, for sure. It's codependency and it's not the healthiest. And I don't know where I'm at now. I just, I'm... 
and of course I say this, but I, without actually being in the situation, but I feel like if I, if I spend another five years being single, I'd be okay with it, you know? Yeah, which is good. You need to feel that. You shouldn't be like, okay, I'm ready now, come. Like, you need to be okay with that. Right. So that's good. And like I said, I mean, easier said than actually right. done. Maybe in five years, you're Maybe still in five years, I'll be singing a different tune if that actually is the case. But where I'm at now, I think that, yeah. And also just, like I said, just the, um, just I know what I deserve. And I know that God's going to bring him around eventually. Right. Or maybe not. Maybe I'm one of those people who's meant to be single for my whole life. Who knows? That's a different bridge. Hopefully I don't cross it because I do want to have a family someday. I've heard a lot of people say, like, God puts desires on your heart. And if right. you have a desire to love someone right. and have a family, you're not saying it always happens, but most likely. like that's... Right, yeah, for sure. But anyway, on to that hope. <laughs> that's where I'm at. I am glad that I haven't been doing the casual dating thing, the... 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 <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because because I just I just leaned back in the couch and it kind of and it kind of like <laughs> kind of sounded like something else. I just it did it again. Just a little squeaky. It's it was like a couch from the eighties. So oh, okay, it's I fine. really like it's it. It's really old. Um, um, but anyway, yeah. Yeah, you're glad you weren't doing the casual dating thing. Said so. Yeah. Which I should I go into mine now? I guess. Yeah, I guess. Okay. There you go. Segue. <laughs> um, I also didn't do any casual dating. Um, which is funny because I'm already married. It's like you'd think I did, but actually. I met my husband now when I was um, a senior in high school. I met him at a volleyball game, which is funny because I'm like I met him before that because we went to the same school and my class graduated twenty kids and his was like sixteen or something. So obviously we'd met before, but I seriously paid zero attention to him before that. Yeah. So anyways, okay, the volleyball game. So I remember, I can't remember if I sat next to him or he sat next to me at this volleyball game and he had actually been here since the previous year. So he'd been um, at least for a semester. So he'd been at our school for like a semester or a year. So I like seen him around but really hadn't paid any attention to him. Like I don't, and it's just funny because I don't know why I didn't. Um, I was doing my own thing. I was like worried about myself and my friends and everything. So um, I actually like struggled a lot too with like, never having a boyfriend and all that stuff, like, all through high school, like, I never did either, and so I'd actually finally gotten to that point where I was, like, okay, fine, like, I'm single, and I was, like, you know what, like, I'm gonna go do big things with my life, I'm going to travel, I don't need a boy that will just hold me back, um, I started to think, like, maybe I don't even want kids, I, like, I was just, I just kind of did, like, a 180, like, completely the other direction, and so yeah the volleyball game happened I don't remember what happened exactly except for I remember thinking like oh he's cute like I kind of liked him and then I started talking to his friend that was in my class about it and I was like yeah like it'd be kind of fun to have like a little fling but I'm not looking for anything serious because I'm gonna be leaving to school soon and all this stuff he's like oh okay I'll talk to him I'll talk to him which is so high school so high school I love it yeah it's so funny so he comes back with his information like a couple days later in class and he's like, I've got bad news for you. He's like, he likes like one of your other best friends. And which is like still one of my best friends now. Yeah, it was so <laughs> funny. He's like, he likes this girl. And I like seriously was like right away like, okay, like that's, I'm done with that then. Like I'm not pursuing it. I'm not looking at him in the hallway. Like, and honestly, I was like, it kind of hurt for like a day. And then I was like over it, you know? And right. it's like, honestly, like, I don't care. Like that would have been like super inconvenient. I've never had a boyfriend that scares me. Like, no. And then Brady like started making the moves on me. Like he'd kind of flirt with me or like talk to me at lunch and just like all these different things. Well, I apparently at some point this friend had told Brady that, oh, well, this other girl likes you after he had said that he didn't like me. Uh, or he liked this other girl, and he and just, like, put me in his brain, I guess. Was like, well, what about Cameron? Like, she kind of likes you. And then at some point, I don't remember. This was probably at least a month or two after the volleyball game. After class, I went out to my car to leave and in the parking lot, and I opened up my door, and Brady was sitting, like, in my driver's seat, which is so bold. Like, he is so sh- he's sh- kind of shy when you first get to know him right. and stuff. Like, and so apparently, um, 
his friend, our mutual friend, which I know I've said his name a couple times, but but whatever. whatever. Andrew. We just won't say his last name. Keep him. Keep him. Mm, anonymous. Anonymous. Ish. <sighs> kind of. Okay. Ish. <laughs> Ish. Um, yeah, so Andrew was like, well, if, well, Brady asked Andrew for my phone number, and Andrew's like, if you want her phone number, ask her yourself. <laughs> Which is so funny. Which is so him. Right. And it's so good that he made him, like, make the first moves and stuff from the beginning. So, um, Brady was sitting in my car, and I don't remember everything you said, but somebody got a picture of us snapped when we were, had our first conversation. Sure it was Andrew. I don't know who it was, but we have a picture of us, like, first talking, and it's so funny because we have, like, in an album now. Anyways, I don't remember how it happened, but Brady asked me for my phone number, and I gave it to him, and I don't think a day has gone by now that we haven't talked since that. Oh, I know it's so weird to think that that like was when it started I you know it, like that it just hasn't ever ended uh, but yeah so he actually kind of came at a super inconvenient time because I was not looking for a boyfriend right. at this time and like all through high school I'd kind of been like general where I was like mm, boyfriend would be nice and so at first the first couple of months of just talking and hanging out um a lot of like hanging out with Andrew like three of us hanging out together um I would tell Brady that I was like, I just want to fling. Like, I don't want to be serious. I'm going to be going to school. Um, I, I even told him, I was like, I don't even want kids someday. Like, no. And for the first couple of months, it was fine. I think, like, it was fine because we were just getting to know each other. And then when we started to get more serious and think about actually dating, I remember Brady talking to me on, like, when we were walking, and he was like, so we are having the conversation of if we should make it official. And he's like, well, I don't want you to be my girlfriend if, like, you don't even want to get married to me someday. Like, right. that's not even on the table. Like, if this is literally just a fling for you, like, I don't want that. And um, I remember being like, yeah, okay, I'd be okay with us. Like, like you could be, mar- you could be marriage material, I suppose. I like you a little more than just a fling. And not saying, like, at that point, we were like, oh, we're going to get married. But, like, we were just, I was like, yeah, like, I don't want to date you if it's not, if it's not, like, a possibility at all. Right. That it could end in that. And so, yeah, so then eventually we started, we became official, um, like, in January. So it had been going on for a few months. Um, and so then we, that was the last half semester of my senior year. And then I remember that summer, probably around June, uh, we both were like, we're getting married. And we're like, we're getting married, like, now. <laughs> and like, now. Yeah, I remembered, um, yeah, we talked about that stuff. We talked about getting married, like, right after I got back from Europe, which we talked about in the previous episode. And I told my mom about it, and I know it scared her half to death. <laughs> well, okay, what's actually funny, honestly, Andrew and I are, are just pretty much solely responsible for you and Brady actually starting to officially date. <laughs> um, because I remember many drives home from the lodge, in mm, Pearl, yeah, where you would be like, Jenna, I just don't know. I don't want anything serious. Like, I don't think I can do it. And you were just sort of like having kind of your had a couple of meltdowns where you're just like, oh my gosh, like I think I actually have feelings for him, but I don't want anything to do with him. I don't know. And you were just kind of freaking out. It was bit. really and like, scary. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, just do it. Just go for it. So if it doesn't end well, it doesn't end well. You guys break up. You move on. You go do your thing. I'm like, but at least give it a shot. And I remember multiple conversations like this right. before one day you're just like, yep. Going for it. Going for it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't... It took me a while. Yeah. It took some courage. Um, yeah. Which is probably a good thing that I wasn't just, like, all for it, but... Right. Went in a little cautiously. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, we talked about that we... Like, that June, we're like, yep, we're getting married. And... Which is so funny because literally, like, six months before this, I was like, I don't want to get married till I'm 30. I don't want kids. Mm -hmm. And it's just, like, so funny. Like, just the things that happen to you in life. What is that? Like, man plans, God laughs? Yeah, something like that. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so then I ended up staying in Gettysburg for a year. And during this time, we got closer. And then we actually just talked about getting married, like, that summer before we went to school together. And we decided that we should probably just do, like, the dorm life and everything for one year. And so we definitely had a timeline. We definitely knew right. when we wanted to get married. Um, it wasn't a surprise to us or to our family. And both both of our sets of parents were really supportive by the time it happened. Like that first, after the first six months of dating Brady, yeah, my mom was terrified. But like what mom wouldn't be? Right. Um, like whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Yeah. So then we got engaged, which I talked about all of that in the last episode. So now I'm just going to kind of talk about what it's been like being married young. Um why 
why I'm happy with that and why I'm happy with where I'm at, why we got married young. So I'm just going to kind of dive right into that. Um, so one thing that we would get a lot of the time when we, uh, after we got engaged and like that summer coming up to our wedding while we were back in Gettysburg was a lot of times people would be like, well, like why? Like why do you want to get married now? Why don't you wait? Like, you have so much, so many things to do like with your life and all these things. And I was like, okay, well, we know each other's the one. So, like, why would we wait? And right, right now's culture is so, it's so about, like, you can, you live together, you test out the waters, you see if you guys are compatible, and then you get married. Right. Or, or then you get engaged, and then you right, get married. Right, after three or four years. Right, after three or four years. And that's just not, like, mine and Brady's morals, and that's not what we believe is okay. And also, um, I just, I don't see as, like, what's the... This is going to be hard because it's just the culture is different. But in my opinion, which this is just me, like, what's the big deal then of getting married if you've been living together for so long? Like, right. what's the big... What's the big change? Yeah, there's no change. There's no change. You just and, go back to living life right, the same. Right, and I want to change. I want us to become one and then, like, we actually, like, live together and have our lives together. And right. I take his last name. And so... Um, I told people that, and they're like, well, yeah, I guess that makes sense then. Like, if you guys don't want to live together before you're married, then yeah. Right. Like, it's really no different, because people my age are living together, you know? Right. So it's like, okay, we just committed to each other. Right. We just and then said it's yes. Almost, and then it's almost even in the culture of, I mean, I feel like people are, I mean, not saying that divorce is a light thing. It's not. It's it's very, it is still devastating, and it's a lot of times really hard for people I get that but I feel like a big part of it too is just I feel like people I feel like marriage isn't as serious of a commitment as it used to be right yeah no also at this on the on the same on on the same note I feel like marriage isn't as big of a commitment or as big of a deal as it used to be because there's always just like oh well if it doesn't work out you know like divorce is always an option right. like not like I said not trying to make light of divorce I'm not trying to do that whatsoever but just in this but same, that's kind of what our culture is but that's it. honestly kind of what yeah, our culture is definitely. like it's not a big like getting married isn't a big deal you know you just live together anyway right. blah 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 this that and the other and then people who have been living together and then they can get married like she said there's no really difference as from when you were just you know dating yeah. To then, oh, you sign a piece of paper and go back and have a fun little vacay honeymoon and then go back to living just how you were before. Right. Like, and then, honestly, a lot of people who right. do live together before they're married afterwards, you're like, how's marriage? And they're like, what's well, no different? <laughs> right. It's like you were married before. Right. So we just wanted to make that commitment to each other before we were all in, before we were living together. Um, and, yeah, before we were one, honestly. So... Um, another thing that we always said is not only did we want to grow old together, we wanted to grow up together. And, um, we've definitely got to see that. I feel like we were just babies when we started dating and when we got engaged and even looking back a year ago when we got married. And so, um, one thing that I just love that we got to do is that we got to go to Europe together for three and a half months. And we got to go to all those different countries and we learned so, so, so much about each other. Um, some people refer to that time, they're like, oh, like, you guys had, like, a three and a half long honeymoon, and I'm like, no, we had, like, a, no. we had a three and a half month, like, test on our relationship, right. honestly, and so now, actually, after being back in America, I think that it's been a lot easier, like, we haven't been living, like, it hasn't been as hard, it's been more of a time of actually, it's been more of, like, a honeymoon stage than that was, right, um, being able to live, like, more of a luxurious life than we did there. So that has been really cool getting to grow up together, not just grow old together. And um, also we've been getting to grow so much in ourselves. So I really liked, a couple people have said this, is marriage is like looking in a mirror um, at yourself. Like honestly, like you don't, you don't, do not realize so many things about yourself until you look in that mirror. Um, Because like that other person is like, like, you're reflecting like if you hurt their feelings or if you say something or if you do something wrong like they're gonna call you out on it Mm -hmm. and the things that you didn't realize before like is honestly kind of like looking at an ugly picture of yourself and being like wow I have this this and this wrong with me and um not that they're not like loving you through it and everything but you just like notice those things more because you have another person that's around you all the time um so that has been really awesome to be able to grow 
in who I am because I have another person there helping me and wanting me to grow. Right. Uh, also. And along with that same line is they're also holding you, like, accountable all the time. Um, like, this is really funny. We had uh, just ate supper the other night, and I had had, like, a little, like, dessert bar that was in the freezer. And I was just, like, in a sugar sweet mood. And I made um, some granola, and I put some marshmallows in the granola. So I was reaching into our little, like, bucket of granola and kicking out the marshmallows and eating them. And Brady's like, um, are you hungry? <laughs> so like, no. And he just kind of looked at me like, why are you eating then? And, like, I just, sometimes you need that. Like, right. stop eating. You're not hungry. You shouldn't be eating. Um, or, like, I, we've been getting up at 6 in the morning to work out since school started. And Brady really really struggles with this like I have to like constantly push him like I literally almost have to like pull him out of bed and push him out the door to get out like and honestly so I'm like yeah I'm holding him accountable with that um also something that I have just really loved is that I feel like we've kind of been like growing up in each other's families so like my brothers look up to him like so much and like he's like an older brother and like he this past year we actually did um one of our first actually our first family vacation since we've been like married and so that was super fun we went to Canada and um <laughs> like a 20 hour ride in the car there and back mm. you know and like my brothers like we there was a hot tub and they like wanted Brady to go to the hot tub with them and like they just look up to him and it's just really sweet and like right yeah and my, he actually like will call um well now my one brother is at school here with us but he would like call and talk with him about like hunting stuff and like that have a texting re- relationship like they'd actually like, text back and forth and just stuff like that so that's really cool that that's been able to happen at a young age and also I just love that like his niece which is now my niece um is never gonna have a moment in her life like she doesn't isn't gonna have a time where she doesn't remember me like her whole life like her earliest memories are gonna be like I'm gonna be in them because right. she was there like was never one. a time where there wasn't an aunt Cameron yeah because right. she was like one when I came into the picture which I kind of doubt she'll remember before that uh yeah and so also another thing that has been just really a reminder to us and been like a fun growing thing um is just loving each other unconditionally and one of the verses that I loved even like before we got married, like when we were doing our marriage counseling and all this stuff was Ephesians 5.25. And it's um, for husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her. And I just love that because our marriage is supposed to reflect God's love for us. And mm-hmm. it's supposed to be like the closest um, thing here on earth that reflects like the love um, like of God. Right. And so lot sometimes like we'll like look at ourselves or like <laughs> I probably shouldn't do this but sometimes I'll be like you're not loving me the way God loves the church you know like right. just like calling each other out on it and just being like like yeah like we're supposed to love each other well I mean not even sorry I mean no. to interrupt you but just just I think it is even important to call ourselves out on that like hey you made some vows buddy like right. we went through this together right yeah act right mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah so that has just been a really like awesome growing experience and it's really cool to learn to love somebody like that deeply like every day to love them more and um yeah and also like one another big verse I really loved um we had it read it was a scripture reading at our wedding is love is patient love is kind it does not envy it does not boast um and there's more to it but that because like sometimes I'll be doing something and like consciously in my head like I'll be putting myself before him or I'll just be like the little things around the house like Oh, I did this because, I don't know, like, I cooked a meal that I wanted when he wanted this. Or, like, on, like, but, like, love doesn't have envious. It's, like, it's not jealous. Like, you know, like, he is supposed to be above me. Like, I'm supposed to put his needs. preferring the other person. Yeah. Yeah. So, or just, like, being kind. Sometimes, like, I'll check my voice. I'm like, that was not kind. You know. Um, It's learning to love well. It's not just... It's not mm-hmm. just the lovey-dovey, fluffy clouds and rainbows yeah. that you see in rom-coms. It's, like, what is, the, like, the nitty-gritty, down and dirty, I have to love you well when I don't feel like it. Right. You know, there are days that I'm just, like, I'm cranky, and I'm like, I'm gonna be cranky. Yeah. And nothing can stop me from being cranky. It's been a long week. And then you just kind of, I mean, I'm, I'm not even in a relationship, and I have a hard time with just, like, my friends or coworkers being like, no, like, pull mm-hmm. it together, act right. You're not just 
yeah, just be better, you know? And sometimes you just have to get away. Sometimes I'm like, I'm yeah. having a bad day, leave me alone, <laughs> you know? Which, it help. I mean, we're not like we're in the house all day together, so usually right. by the end of the day, I'm like ready to see him again or whatever, so, and it's not like, not like we leave on a bad note, I'm like, I just need to be alone. Um, so, also, I wanted to kind of talk about like marriage in college, because that is definitely not like the typical thing to do. Yeah, Lots of times sure. people wait to get married after college, so that definitely can be hard, but I want to, like, I wouldn't want it any other way. Like, Brady and I have both said this before. Like, at the end of a night when we're, like, leaving, like, our friends or, like, just different people, it's so nice to be able to go back and know that we have that other person that, like, we get to go to bed with that night. You know? Right. Like, I get to, like, snuggle up to him and tell him about my day. Or, like, or like something that hurt me. Or, like, something that someone did at school to me. Right. Or, like, um, the way a professor treated me or just like anything like that and we've both also experienced like there's been those times like we have those friends that like maybe aren't making the best decisions and they were like out like partying every weekend because they're like well I don't have anything else to do and it's like I'm just so glad that we aren't like like we don't do that you know like that we have each other to like hold each other like I don't know like accountable and that we have each other to like I don't know what I'm trying to say but (laughs) well I think I think not even not even that you have someone else that has the same interests as you. Yeah, that's you know, true it would all be the different. time. It would be different if you guys were both interested in, like, yeah, like, let's go let's go out on the party scene. Let's go out to bars and, and get a few drinks, you know? Right. And, like, that's fine to do every once in a while. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, but But also, it's those people, I think, who seem, like, hopeless. Because right. they don't have anything else doing. Like, they're getting drunk because they... Because they're sad. Like, that's what I mean. Right. Yeah. Not, like, yeah, going out to sure. the bars every now and then. Like, there's nothing wrong right. with that. Like, I'm talking about those people that are just, like, hopeless and sad and, like, filling their lives with, like, casual dating. And, like, I think that's... Now I'm understanding what I was trying to say. Like, that's what I was trying to say. Right. Like, that and the fact that, like, our love is, like, real and true and, like, and those kinds of things. It's not just filling a void. Yeah. It's not moment. just filling a void. Yeah. That's... Thank you. You helped me go with where I was wanting to go with that. Um... Also, I do think that sometimes people, like, don't ask us to do stuff because we are married and they think that we're, like, a package deal. And that is, right. like, not the case. We each can have which, separate friends. Right, which is actually really cool because I know I've invited you to a few things. And I've been like, oh, hey, and Brady can totally come, too, if, you know, he wants to. And there have been a few times that, yeah, he's come along. And then there's been a few times where you're like, no, this can be a girl thing. Like, he doesn't have to be here. Yeah. You know? So right. I think I think that's really cool. Right. You guys do a good job of balancing. Oh, thank you. Um... What else did I want to say? Oh, it's also, like, no one else in our age is married. And it also seems like none of our close friends are even in a serious relationship. So, like, the whole, like, double date thing, Jenna's like, peace. (laughs) She's sitting here, like, which is totally fine, but it's just, I think it's just kind of different because lots of times people, like, in our culture, people don't get married until they're 26, 27, 28, you know, 29, 30. Late 20s, early 30s, Honestly. So, that has just been kind of, it's honestly kind of difficult sometimes. Like, we don't do double dates. We just go on dates with ourselves. (laughs) Right. With each other. So that's also been a little bit difficult. And then, you guys, money is tight in college. Like, like it is tight. <laughs> in regard to money, we, we have, have no, no money. money. <laughs> um, it's funny. I texted Brady, actually, before we recorded this. And I was like, tell me some reasons why you're happy we married young. Like, I want to, like, add them in there. And his response was, tuition. <laughs> like, tuition. Tuition. Or, no, was it financial aid? Oh, yeah, Oh, yeah, I can't yeah. remember if it was tuition or, like, financial aid. But, um... Yeah, so, like, yeah, money is really tight, but getting married does help you a little bit financially. <laughs> and what's, honestly, what's kind of nice is you never have to worry about what kind of roommate you're going to have to help split the rent with. That's true. Like, I think about that, I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh, what if Serena gets married before I do, or she wants to move away? I'm like, I'm going to have to find a roommate. <gasps> yes. I'm it's going to be like, it's going to be like New Girl. When you, like, Seriously? interview, oh my gosh, I don't know if any of you guys watch New Girl, but you need to. If you don't, Jen and I have watched all of them. More than once. <laughs> yeah. And, like, when they, when they get Jess to be their roommate, they all, like, oh my they goodness. do their interviews and stuff. Oh my interviews. gosh. Watch New Girl, you guys. Um, but no, seriously, that, like, that has to be nice. Yeah, no. Like, I, never have to worry about right. yeah. having a freak roommate. Yeah. Right. Oof. And, like, who's going to pay the bills? Like, like I feel like sometimes, like, with the roommate thing, it's, like, you know, if you have a freak roommate and they're not paying the stuff, like, more money's together, boy. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I think that kind of sums up mainly, like, the things that I wanted to touch on about why I'm happy that I married young. And I'm honestly, like, so happy. Like, yeah, college is hard, and we are now in our – going to be going to our third week of our junior year. And I've already noticed a change um, 
in the past two weeks with how difficult it has been. Because, right. like, in the evenings, we're doing homework. And in the summertime, we'd, like, get to do stuff together. Right. And we're running to class, between class and jobs, all day. We go, like, Brady goes class, work, class, work. Right. And then he's done for the day. And right. I usually go, like, class, work. Like, I don't have to run as much in between. So, like, the house gets messy. And that is, I'm very, very <laughs> organized and right. kind of, like, OCD. Like, obviously not, like, I'm not, like, bad, bad. But, like... So I I get irritated if the house is messy. Like he'll um, he'll be like, "Why? No, oh my gosh, out of your house is like my house." And so um he'll be like, "Why? I don't understand what is wrong with you. <laughs> like why are what you is wrong with you?" I'm like, "I literally can't go to bed tonight until the house is spotless." Like right. It just drives me insane. It gives me anxiety. So just little things like that or like getting the groceries or meal prepping um right. It's really hard, so. And I'm sure yeah. there's even that like not necessarily pressure added, but also, like, I'm not just taking care of me now. Like, I'm right. taking care of someone else. Like, this isn't just my yeah. apartment. It is our apartment. Yeah, and so I, this summer I really, really loved that, like, I would have time to cook a meal and we'd sit down and eat it together. Like, that is, right. well, I mean, we eat it together now, but, like, now it's, like, I'd cook, take the time, cook a nice meal. I guess what I'm saying is I would set the table nicely, like, maybe light a candle. Like, it would be a nice supper, right. and now it's, like, we're hangry, the meal's done, throw it on the table, like, snarf our food down. You know what I mean? Right, quickly clean up yeah. and go to your corners for homework. Yeah, go to your corners for homework, go to bed. Like, that's... So, right. that was really nice, actually, like, a meal being more than just a meal. It honestly being a time of, like, conversation. Community. Which stuff, I love. Yeah. I love when meals are like that. And, like, we we still sit down and eat our meals together. Like, we don't go sit on the couch and watch TV. We sit. We always sit and have a meal together. But it's sometimes, like, we're so hungry that it's, like snarf it down. <laughs> I know so. something else that you've also mentioned before is I feel like the the big idea around marrying young is you either have to choose between this like life of adventure and fun or being married. And I think what has been really cool about watching you and Brady over, you know, the past year and some months, I don't remember how long it been. Well, it'd be about a month because they got married the end of July. Oh yeah, I guess that's true. But a, a little like over a, a year, yeah. a little over a year, what's been fun is that you're like, well, no, I don't have to choose between a quote-unquote boring married life and this adventurous single life. Mm-hmm. You embrace, you're just like, I'm just bringing my favorite person along with me. Yeah, which, which is I think so is so awesome. cool because I feel like everyone's just like, you have so much life to live. And I'm like, well, like she's just, living it with him. Like, yeah. <laughs> the, I don't, I don't understand why you think, like if you, if you think that marrying someone is going to like cut your life off, you are looking to marry the wrong kind of person. Right. Yeah. You it's know, just, it's supposed to make your life better. I mean, right. God created men and women to work better together. Right. Like, that exactly. is literally the point of marriage. So yeah, no, it has been, and it honestly, it's crazy how much, how hard it was Brady and I both, um, talked about this. When we first got married um, in the States and when we left to Europe, it was hard to tell people you were married because of the reaction you would always get. Right. So, like, sometimes, like, we both would say, like, we would actually, like, hide our hand or, like, put our hand. Because you don't, because people would be like, oh, my gosh, is that a wedding ring? Like, how old right. are you? And then you'd be like, well, why are you married? Like, right. every time. And Almost it just, like accusatory. Not just, like, curious, like, yeah. what the heck are you doing? Like, what is wrong with you? And, like, we both said, like, we're not ashamed of it, but we're just so tired of having to explain it over and over and over because it just, I don't know. Sometimes it's just hard. Right. Um, so, I think we're getting better now. And, honestly, there's been a couple people that, not like I'm close to, but, like, that we grew up around, like, in closer towns and stuff that are the same age as us that are getting married now. So, I'm like, we're finally starting to, like... Like, it's kind of... It's kind of of starting to be normal, but, I mean, still, still, still get it. (laughs) So, yeah. So, yeah, we just wanted to share with you guys uh, two different examples of relationships that aren't necessarily typical in this day and age. Thanks for joining us for another episode of our Coffee and a Convo podcast.